from outer space to ghosts in your face. That was ghosts, not goats. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, it's Jason Carpenter, the host of Dead Rabbit Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Um, it's 4th of July here, but I'm not, you won't be able to listen to this episode to the next July 5th, so it doesn't really matter. I hope you guys had a great day today. I just got back from the fireworks show, hanging out. I wanted to do a quick episode tonight, try to keep it quick. I always try to keep it quick, but they go on too long. I got some really cool stories for you. I actually got some personal ghost stories, some really cool ghost references, some, uh, what's the, um, you know, things you can use to hunt ghosts. But first, I came across this really interesting article about space. Space wars. Now, we've talked a bit about space wars since uh, Donald Trump talked about bringing in the Space Force. And I said on a previous episode that, you know, I wanted to, like, to have fighter craft flying through space and blowing stuff up. And that's, that's really kind of what you want in space. You want, like... Star Wars, Star Trek, Babylon 5, Farscape, Battlestar Galactica, Buck Rogers. Um, and that's all I can think of. But we want like those choo-choo-choo-choo, those space battles. I read this article in, in Discover Magazine. And I'll I obviously put the link below. It's fascinating. The headline is, Space Wars will look nothing like Star Wars. And it's kind of a buzzkill. The article's kind of a buzzkill, because basically it says that that would be the most ridiculous way to fight a space war, is two ships flying at each other. And what's interesting is the article says that let's say I'm in an X-Wing, and you're in a TIE Fighter, because I'm obviously the good guy. But original trilogy, not that sequel garbage. I'm in an X-Wing, you're in a TIE Fighter. Now... If we're on, if we're in, basically, if we're two fighter jets in an atmosphere and I shoot you, all the pieces fall to the ground. And let's say for whatever reason we're actually in ground vehicles, I shoot you and everything falls to the ground. In space, when you blow something up, you're basically causing that ship to become a, sh- a shotgun forever. Those little particles will, they'll blow up and you'll have, they'll be spreading out. There's fireworks still going off. Like, you'll blow up the TIE Fighter, but then you're going to have all these little pieces of debris that are just going to float in that area of space, and slowly they would move away, but you would just get shredded. You would immediately have to get out of that area. If you blew it up, you would immediately have to get out of it, because now it's just all this micro-debris that's just going to punch holes right through your armor. Now, obviously, in Star Wars, they have force fields and stuff like that, but we don't have anything like that. And it's interesting, because... They're saying even the issue of when China has blown up satellites, or we've blown up satellites, it creates a ton of debris up there. So this is a quick quick little thing from the article. It says, we have little ability to control or defend against that debris, which means the potential for collateral damage is high. It doesn't take much to shred metal when something is moving at 1,700 miles per hour, as objects in low Earth orbit are. A paint chip estimated to be the size of a grain of sand left a quarter-inch pit in a space shuttle window. And the panes must occasionally be replaced because of similar impacts. Something the size of a marvel could be devastating to a satellite. It's particularly talking about satellites. But so if we're fighting any sort of wars in Earth orbit, all that debris, it's not going to like float out into space. It's just going to become super cluttered. So that's kind of a buzzkill. 
Um, you know, maybe they'll use some sort of laser weapons and just melt people. Like the other pilot, you just melt him while he's inside it. But then you still have this vehicle careening out of control. If we're going to want to fight in space, or at least around our orbit, we're going to have to come up with some different way to take care of that. So I just thought that was a fascinating article. Again, a, a bit of a buzzkill, but sometimes science... Sometimes science is a buzzkill. Sometimes science says, you know, there's no Minotaurs out there. Speaking of Minotaurs, I actually saw a movie called Minotaur. It was terrible. And it starred Tom Hardy. And he was super young in it. And, you know, it was funny. It wasn't super bad, but it was just boring enough. And then the movie glitched out halfway through, and I didn't care. My friend was watching it. She actually had to look up the ending on IMDb because she was curious, but the movie was terrible. But I'm getting to the point that science says a, a woman in a bowl can't have a baby. That's a bit of a buzzkill, because it would be cool if you could have a minotaur. I, If humans could breed with animals, I would have a ton of babies. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's because I have sex with animals, and that's not the case. I would only have sex with animals to create mutants. I wouldn't have any fun. I would do it just for, like, if you saw me, if I was banging a, a ram or a, a giraffe, I wouldn't be happy about it. Like, I would be completely depressed. So don't make it out like I want to bang animals. But I would totally have kids with, like, long necks, and they're just, like, hitting dudes with their neck. Or, like, babies that could, like, run as fast as a cheetah. But I wouldn't enjoy a minute of it. So don't don't get that twisted. I don't want to have sex with animals. I wouldn't have fun with it. At le- anyways, anyways. Science is a buzzkill. That's where I was going with that. Now, one place that science is constantly trying to be a buzzkill is ghosts. Is afterlife. They're constantly saying there's no proof. There's no proof of ghosts. There's no proof of the afterlife. And I always say, you know... I mean, you can't really measure something that's after we die. We don't have any... We can't really measure it. Like, you say there's no proof, and and fair enough, there probably is, like, technically, scientifically no proof. That's not gonna... don't, Don't try to bring me down, science man, because I at least believe in an afterlife. Now, ghosts I'm a little more iffy on. I believe there's some types of ghosts. And again, I think I kind of put it in that whole alien category where I don't know if they're deceased humans or if it's something from another reality or something from another dimension that we're seeing. But let's let's accept for a moment that something as what we would describe as a ghost exists. So I was at that 4th of July party. I was hanging out with this girl, a woman, and I you know generally I ask people, you know, she works for the forest department or something and I go you know I'll ask people do you ever see anything creepy in the woods and and she's like I haven't well actually there's two girls but women uh, the first one said I haven't but my friend here has seen a ghost so I asked the friend I go so you've seen a ghost that's forget that I said any of that the main point of the story is I'm talking to this woman who see, who says she saw a ghost. Now, I thought this was a creepy story, not just because of the visual, but because of the way she described it, because it's similar to kind of things that I've seen. There are a lot of ghost stories, and I kind of have to take them with a grain of salt, unless it's something close to something that I've seen with my own eyes. So this young woman is getting to enter her car late at night. She works in the forest department, whatever. She does something around trees. So she's in the middle of the tree area. It's nighttime. There's much trees around, which I hate forests. I think they're spooky. She's getting into her car, and she has a feeling somebody's watching her. She's a, you know, young woman. 
not like a couldn't really like beat a bear up or anything like that. Not like I could, but she has the feeling something's watching her and she turns around and probably about she described it as maybe eight feet away from her, ten feet ten feet away from her, around that, very close. There's a woman standing there. The woman's taller than her. It's long brown hair. She's dressed in white. She said it was like a white smock. And she's looking at the woman, and she looks at her for not long, but she takes in all this visual information. One, she said, her feet seem to not be touching the ground. But what was more shocking to my friend was that the woman appeared to be two-dimensional. She seemed to be out of place of the reality around her. It was like almost like an image Instead of a real person, like an apparition where you can see like how the legs curve around when you're looking at a real person, you can kind of see the dimensions around them. She said it was almost like a two-dimensional picture placed against the backdrop of the trees. Now, my friend turned or just turned around from it. Like she goes, I immediately recognized that this was a ghost in the middle of the woods at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. She's by herself. There, Other people are in this like house or something like that. And she turns around and she goes, all I did, I started getting the stuff I needed out of the car. And I was just thinking, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to hurt you. She's trying to like calm it down through her, like her mental thoughts. And she just took off and went into the house. And she said she didn't come out. She went and talked to her friend or she didn't come go back out until the daytime. Now, I would just quit. If that was the case, because I don't like the woods anyways, and if I saw a ghost like that. But I think that's interesting how how the ghost appeared to be outside of the visual, the way that we would interpret visual data. There's a lot of times I'll say, you know, we may see something, we may get a feeling that there's something in the corner of the room, and we look over at it, and there's nothing there. And there could actually be something there, and our brain isn't letting us register all the information. Because it's what you'd go into shock if you saw it. So you look over and you get a creepy feeling that there's something in, in the doorway when really there's like a, a, you know, like a young man with like half of his face ripped off, chattering his teeth and like jerking violently. But you don't, you, your mind won't let you perceive that reality. So it just makes you look over and go, oh, I get a weird feeling. But you're not seeing the skeletal hands like clutching... Like it's having a seizure. You just get a weird feeling. And then maybe a couple of nights later, you have a dream of that figure walking up behind you in a dream. Because your brain, uh, your eyes perceived it. Your brain's not letting you really understand that information. And I think that might be uh, something akin to what she saw. That she saw something and her brain is just like, oh, this isn't doesn't fit reality as you know it. So it's just going to be a jumble of information and signals. Super creepy. Now... One thing, I was talking to someone, we have a haunted grocery, apparently a haunted grocery store across the river here. We're in Hood River, but in White Salmon or Bingen, there's a haunted store called Thriftway. And I've talked about setting cameras up there. And then I thought about, why don't people have, I was thinking, you know what, I have a great idea. Streaming cameras in haunted hotspots. So basically, there's just cameras placed up in all these places that are supposedly haunted, so people can just constantly watch them. And look for movement. And so you're basically crowdsourcing ghost hunting. And then I kind of sat back and I kind of like put my thumbs under my suspenders. And I was like, I'm a genius to come up with that idea. And then I thought, I wonder if someone's already done it. 
So I googled haunted house streaming cameras, and a ton of people have done it. And it's, which just shows great minds think alike. I went to one website, and I'll put it in the links. It's actually Paranormal New Zealand is this website, but they have video footage from famous haunted places around the world. It's pretty creepy. Now, I'm not saying it's creepy because you see, like, a little girl creeping off into the distance, or you see... You know, and I'll tell you, people who say orbs are ghosts, that is the dumbest thing in the world. Orbs are not ghosts. What happened was everyone bought a camera, and now they're like, yes, I can capture ghosts, and they didn't capture anything on video, but a dust piece flew across, and then they go, oh, no, orbs are magical, like, ghosts like magical ghost aura gumdrops or whatever it's so stupid um when anyone ever says i have a haunting let me show you this picture there's orbs i immediately dismiss everything that they have to say about anything ghost wise it is dust it is 100 dust because we can look at old photos and you'll see full body apparitions or half apparitions or stuff like that most of those are fake anyways and then when you meet people and they're like yeah i saw the ghost i saw the ghost of my dead grandma walking in the hallway no one ever says i woke up at three in the morning i walked down my hallway and i saw an orb because that's something totally different orbs are like the orbs are the hand job of the paranormal world really like it's like it's not good enough to actually be a ghost like seeing a full body ghost would be oral sex and interacting with a ghost like seeing a ghost in it like being like hello jason this is your future that would be actual sex but just like seeing an orb in a picture no you know what that's not even a hand job that's like a handshake that's a handshake with someone who you don't want to be around orbs are the stupidest thing i hate it when people are like dude look at these orbs they're dumb but anyways so you can watch this footage and it's creepy because I'm watching footage from all these different, right, I would, before I started doing the podcast, I was looking at, they set up these webcams in this library at, in Indiana. And like, I, and I'm looking at a podcast right now, it's of the children's book room, and that's where they say the gray lady's at. The lady in gray, sorry. I'm not seeing like a woman creeping, or I'm not seeing like a, a, a young child like giggling as he's looking around the corner. I'm not seeing books fly off the shelves. That would be creepy, but I also just think, I think I've gone over this before, I find empty places creepy. The fact that in Indiana there's this room where there's just nothing going on, it's just pitch dark. In this room, I, f- I always find empty spaces, especially empty buildings, creepy. So not only is it creepy because I'm looking at it and I'm trying to see if there's ghosts, I just find a sense of utter loneliness that there are these rooms all over the planet that just no one's in right now and it's just a dark light and all these books that tell all these wonderful stories are just trapped in darkness that's creepy to me that's probably just as creepy to me as if i saw a little kid like no no the little kid scurrying across is creepier but this is a close second and i'm gonna go ahead we're gonna wrap this episode up with just one more ghost thing because i think it's fascinating and we need your help to get it done I need everyone to send me $100 because I can prove ghosts exist. I'm just joking. There's this thing called house creep. And what it is is you put in the address and it'll tell you if you live in a haunted house, if you live in a house where a murder took place or there was a drug operation or such and such. And it won't, you can look for your whole area. So it's not just a matter of it has to be your house. You can do that or you can look in your neighborhood, but it's crowdsourced. So right now it doesn't, and I'm not affiliated with these guys. I just found this the other day. I'm not, um, 
you put in places you know that are haunted or that murders took place or crimes took place, you can upload it to the site. Now, obviously, if it's a murder or if it's a drug house, they want proof of a news article or something like that. But for ghosts, they said, we understand it mostly anecdotal, and they'll go through it and decide whether or not to put it on their site. But I'm going to go ahead and put this in here. See if there's any haunted places in your neighborhood. I think that was always kind of cool. And if you know of a haunted place in your neighborhood, go ahead, and they're not on the list, go ahead and add them to it. Because I think that's always part of the fun factor is finding these haunted places and going to them. And again, 99.9% of the time, there's nothing there. or It's faulty pipes or, you know... Just, you know, just a kind of a gen, you maybe feel unease because of other stuff that's going on, but there's no ghosts. But yeah, let's get this right now. They only have like 25,000 properties across the United States. So I, I know we can get we can get more of those. So if you're listening to this podcast and you know some places in your area, go here and, and fill it out. And again, I'm not affiliated with these guys at all. I just think it's a really cool project. So I tonight I wanted to make it a quick episode because we're recording late. But I also wanted to make it a fun episode. I think um, the ghost stories are always fun. I love hearing people's ghost stories. Sometimes, again, people will tell me ghost stories, and I don't include them on the show because I don't necessarily think they're making them up. I just don't think it's that juicy. But what that young woman told me matches up to stuff I've seen because I've also seen ghosts that it looks like they're removed from their reality put into our reality and the the lighting doesn't jive the physics doesn't jive to what's going on around it and someday i'll tell you those ghost stories my personal ghost stories but i think i'm going to save those for halloween i know i've been talking a mile a minute but i'm not doing meth i know i've done a lot of meth heavy episodes but uh, i have been doing a sudafed pe not not the other ones but i've been taking sudafed for my um sudafed pe for my sinus infection, it's a little bit better, but we're going to go ahead and end this night out. So again, deadrabbit.com is where you can find all of our episodes. You can, oh, and you know, if you can rate and review us on wherever you're getting your podcast, that'd be great. We're constantly getting more downloads. We're constantly getting more listeners. And with your help, we can keep growing this series. So deadrabbit.com is the website. Um, you can follow me at Twitter at Jason O. Carpenter. And my email address is deadrabbitradio at gmail.com. If you have any ghost stories, you know any of cool, haunted, paranormal, conspiracy, or true crime stories in your area, please let me know. We can help grow this podcast together. Again, I'm having a great time doing it. I really hope you guys are having a great time listening to it. I keep seeing more and more people download it all the time, so I hope that we've kind of stumbled onto something. I am going to wrap this episode up, and I will see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. One last firework.